Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? Episode 61. It's just flying by, guys. Uh, Can't believe it. And as always, I'm so grateful for all the shares, the reviews, all of the follows, all of the interactions. You guys are amazing. I'm so, so grateful. I know that it's a pain listening to me say this every week, but... um, sadly needs must. (laughs) So I've got some listener questions that I'm going to answer today and looking at the date on this one I realise I'm not as behind as I think I am. It's only been a month and a week. So first up is Kelly. Kelly's message is this. Hi lovely Hannah. Thanks for all that you record and post. Love it. I have a question please. 
I've heard you discuss the vibe, if that's the word, of your audience, but has anyone ever asked you about the setting? You work in a variety of places and I was wondering if the surroundings affect your work. For example, eating a cream tea inside an old building with character tastes better than in a newly built, built place, haha, if you get what I mean. Just a weird question, but I often think as your places are a varied value of setting, hotels, halls, home. Um, yes, right, Kelly, you're actually spot on here. And this is something that Amanda and I spent a lot of time talking about. And she'll be listening to this going, yeah, this is the problem. Um, it's such an interesting thing. And it's an interesting thing because I've been trying to find venues to what widen my reach a bit next year. And um are really struggling and it's really really hard to look at somewhere online and get a good read for the energy but equally I don't have time to travel miles and miles and miles uh, to sit in a venue to see what I think of it to then come back and it is a problem. So one of the things particularly for me um, is that I understand that if you've been to a church or Um, you've just seen most mediums out there, not all, but most, then you expect mediumship to be very still and calm and slow and, dare I say it, a little bit sad. Some of the mediums I've seen work, it's been a little bit like they're demonstrating in a funeral home. And for me, demonstrating should be fun. It should be uplifting. It should be a great night out. Someone commented on one of my posts on Facebook the other day saying, I'm still buzzing from that last night where I saw you in Deal. That's what I want. I want people to feel uplifted. The spirit world uplifts me. And venue has a massive part to play in that. And I'm trying at the moment to work out how much. So things I have learnt include... um, when I was at Maidstone that was a difficult venue because I didn't realise that the bar was open to the general public and so there were lots of people in there drinking, being rowdy, making a noise, peeking in through the windows, stuff like that so that's quite distracting to work in and not a great energy because they're sending in lots of judgement and stuff like that. So there's that. And then, for example, we've got Chillum, which is the most beautiful village hall that I demonstrate in around here. It's absolutely stunning, but it's got the weirdest energy. It is weird. I've got one more in there in September, and I'm going to see how it goes. Um, I keep trying to tweak the Chillum events. And if I can't get this one to go the way I want it to, then I'm giving up with that venue. And I don't know what it is. It just doesn't feel fun to work in there it feels sort of slow and sluggish and tired so absolutely and it's a real problem when you're big enough to fill venues but not big enough to fill big venues Um, because I'm trying to find that balance between um, I want it to feel like a night out I want it to feel exciting I want it to feel uplifted and enjoyable you won't catch me uh playing sad songs when you walk in it will be 90s party classics it's supposed to be uplifting it's supposed to be a good night it's supposed to be fun um, alongside venues and getting the right vibe at different venues and it's hard 
And if I was uh, bigger than I am and I had a bigger reach and a bigger following, it would probably be easier in some ways because I'd just go straight into theatres. But I haven't got the following to be able to do that. And so it's, it's very difficult. So things that I have decided that I can't deal with include... I don't want to be putting all the chairs out or putting them away at the end of the night because that is just an extra thing that you have to do. You don't want to be um, all hot and sweaty before you even start from putting the chairs out and equally you don't want to be exhausted at the end and know you've got to put all the chairs away. I like a bar. Now I know in Mediumship Natters, uh, Lisa Jesswine was saying, oh but... um, what is it with you Brits and and the alcohol? Now, I don't want people off their heads at a demonstration with me, but I do want people to be um, in that party spirit and having a good time. And for some of you, you'll be able to do that on a cup of tea. And for some of you, it's that having a glass of wine makes it feel that bit more special. So that's always an interesting thing to navigate. So yeah, there's loads of variables in demonstrating and going out and for me that is why I don't do parties or home visits uh, for one-on-one readings and why I stopped doing that pretty swiftly after I started because for me it was too difficult going into people's houses and all the residual energy that was there and all the stuff that had been built up it just was not comfortable for me um I also remember going with a friend who I was supporting when she was doing a demonstrating night and it felt exactly the same in that environment just sluggish difficult so I think getting people out of their houses works for me and my style of mediumship but there are plenty of great mediums that go into people's houses and do a great cracking job I think it's easier to read cards in other people's houses than it is to make spirit connections um, just because of the energy and how it works. But that might be my own limitations coming through there. So it is a balance and it's a difficult thing. And I did go on to go nuts and bought a load of staging um, glittery tinsel backgrounds and stuff like that for, for demonstrating. But honestly... They've not even come out with me because I just cannot be asked to carry them. I've got enough stuff to remember. So one day the dream will be uh, venues approaching me and a sense of ease. And they will be the right ones and it will be wonderful. But at the moment it is just uh, pain. (laughs) And the same goes, I'm not sure what's going to happen next year because I really do want to go out and do this tour. But I cannot get any venues to reply to me. I cannot get them to come back to me. I can't, I, I just feel like Spirit are trying to tell me something and maybe I should just surrender to it. But it's very, very frustrating. I've sent about 30 emails and no one replies. Like, what are the odds? I'll tell you who does reply. The venues that want five grand, they reply. £5,000 for uh, three hours, please, Hannah. Mmm, no. So, uh, yeah, but the others, nothing. Absolutely nothing. So it's always interesting. Yeah, and one of the things that, while I remember this, while I'm still on this topic of atmosphere, is I think that plays a massive part in a demonstration. I've been to demonstrations where 
they've had all the strip lights on um, and it's been really really bright you could operate in that room it's so bright and it just doesn't feel comfortable I think it's really good to have dimmed lights candles um, just makes it feel more safe I think less exposed more relaxing and special so these are things that I definitely recommend if you're a demonstrating medium is turn off the overhead lights invest in some pretties to make it feel good feel comfortable and go from there one of the things um, that Amanda and I want to do is uh, like oh, I've forgotten what it's called seating where they've all got you know little groups and they've got a candle on the table and doing a night like that um, I've just got to find somewhere with the right sort of tables this is what I mean everything has a some, something that needs to be organized and sorted that's different so we're learning always learning and if you are listening to this and you have any advice or any suggestions that would also be marvelous so there's that. Okay, now the other person I wanted to talk to was Kate. And Kate says, Hello, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now and I want to thank you for not only creating a welcoming forum for ideas, but also an avenue for allowing us to understand how each medium approaches their work. It has been fascinating. I'm writing to you because while I have inadvertently felt called to spirit and sat in circle for roughly a year, I have no natural affinity towards mediumship. I sometimes feel myself conflicted between two extremes. One, if spirit keeps bringing this aspect into my life, then why can I not develop whatever potential may or may not be there? And two, perhaps there is a part of myself that is drawn to this aspect of spirituality, but there are other lessons my soul needs to direct itself towards in this life. Obviously, there are no right answers, but I appreciate your perspective. Okay, Kate, right. Now, welcome to me and mediumship. I sat in a development circle for three years um, with a teacher and we did spirit guide work, spirit guide work, spirit guide work, and never did any mediumship. And the more that mediumship called to me, the more I felt like I shouldn't be doing it because it was ungrateful, because it wasn't as natural and blah, blah, blah. And it just became a big thought form. And I think that's some of what and where you're at. Um, circles, in my experience, are really, really great for getting people connecting to spirit and opening to spirit and that support and that solidarity that you get from being with other like-minded people but equally I don't always think they're the best place to learn evidential mediumship because evidential mediumship you need to be pushed you need to have a teacher that's doing it so that would be my first thing is the teacher of the circle actually doing the work are they an, uh, an evidential medium are they going out there and doing that work because there is almost two forms of mediumship isn't there and I like both 
there's the kind of more comfortable, fluffier stuff, the interpreting signs, you know, the spirit world stepped forward and they gave me a conch shell for you. And as you hold that conch shell to your lips, it makes a noise. And I know that they are talking about you needing to be louder and clearer and make that call. And then there's the other form of mediumship, which is the, I've got your granddad here and I know he smoked a pipe. And they are very different And so the first thing I would ask you, Kate, is what type of mediumship that circle is teaching. So when I first started teaching, it was very much like the first with the signs and the building that connection and the healing and having experiences with the spirit world. But now I mainly teach mediumship, evidential mediumship. So I agree with you in some respects that you have to go on the journey. But I also um, understand that sometimes it's about finding the right spot and stepping up for the spirit world. So when I decided finally that I was going to allow myself to do evidential mediumship and stop telling myself that I couldn't or I shouldn't or I was greedy or on any of that stuff that was coming out of my head, when I started doing that, um, it was very much the spirit world going, okay, finally you've decided rather than them saying, okay, now you're ready. Um, And I think they will get you ready and your soul will get you ready whenever. So I think this really is about permission. I think you need to give yourself permission to do mediumship. And I had no natural affinity to it. I didn't believe that I was capable of it. I didn't believe that I could do it. I thought it was a special gift bestowed upon the chosen few and I have worked my butt off. So you will need determination. You will need to step up. You will need to reach out and grab it. It won't be offered to you. Um, But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's taught me an awful lot. Um, And I mean, one of my friends that I met at AFC, she's a natural medium, the kind of person that I, you know, I'd, I'd give a foot to to have the skills of has never had any doubt because she can just hear spirit and she knows it's spirit and that's done and and jobs jobs are good in and I was so envious of that and then she was messaging me saying but you need to understand because you've had the journey you're able to teach people you're able to talk about it hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass!" so to recap we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I wouldn't know how to teach. And that was such a great lesson for me in thinking that she'd got it all and then realizing that there were gaps in her knowledge just as there were gaps in mine, just in different places. 
So I do believe that you want mediumship. It's you sending out that call. It's you being fascinated with it. It's you being in love with it. But there's nothing wrong with that. What if that desire is absolutely valid? What if that urge to be able to do this and give that gift to people is is part of your purpose here? What if it's everything you ever wanted and it's going to teach you so much about yourself and who you are that it's exactly the right path for you and you're just limiting yourself by sticking with one teacher or sticking where you're stuck (laughs) I hope that makes sense so um, I would be interested to talk to you and find out what you believe no natural affinity towards mediumship means because it's obviously calling to you you obviously want it so if you accept that that is its natural affinity then what you need is a teacher that's going to teach you how to do it and I will say this there are lots of tools that you can learn with mediumship to make it easier but in its entirety it is simple they are there you turn to them you ask you get an answer it will feel like you've made it up it will feel like it's nonsensical if you push it too hard all you'll be able to hear is your own mind going told you you got nothing told you got nothing told you got nothing so you have to learn to speak before that voice can get a grip that's one of my biggest tips um if you go who is with me is it male or female I feel like it's female but did I feel like it was female what if I've got that wrong what if it's male what will spirit think of me if I've got that wrong if it, if you do that then you're disconnecting so you almost have to open your mouth to speak before you know the answer and then you'll be amazed at what can come out so I would suggest that rather than I mean continue with the circle by all means but Sign yourself up for some mediumship classes. Sign yourself up for some mediumship workshops where you know that they are working on evidential mediumship, not when they are working on spirit guides or anything like that. And put yourself in that vulnerable place where you will have the holy shits, as I call it. You will be completely nervous. You will think you can't do it. You will face all of that fear, but then you will do it anyway that would be my suggestion and don't worry about the lessons that your soul needs to teach you because they'll get the lessons that you need to you when you need it and I honestly believe that your lesson at this time is very much like my lesson was which was waiting for spirit to bring it to me and then realizing that I had to reach out and grab it and it was there all along I was just waiting for permission So I hope that helps, Kate. And if it doesn't, send me a message, send me more information so that I can answer you more fully. But that's where I feel. Um, We all just sit and think, "I, I love it. It's almost, I love it so much, so I shouldn't have it. I want it so badly, that means that I'm greedy. And I think sometimes that can just hold us back. And the best thing you can do is just give yourself what you want. Give yourself what you want see how that suits you okay another email here from john okay and john has messaged to say i love the podcast and listen all the time i live in australia good day john 
I have been around spirit most of my life in one way or another and in recent years I have tried to develop the gifts I was told I have. I've had many encounters with spirit but it was always when they wanted to contact me. I could never sit down and focus and tune in when I wanted to. Now I have had some really big encounters. I've encountered spirit that have passed suddenly and have anguish about leaving children behind and they hold that fear of not being able to be there for them and I can actually feel the same feeling she had right at that moment and we communicated to calm her down and move her on. Right. I'm going to stop there with that bit because you've sent me a massive email, John, and I'm going to do it in bits. I just want to be really clear. I disagree with your experience there. Um, I'm not saying that wasn't your experience, but I just disagree with your interpretation of it. I don't believe that any spirit gets stuck here because I think the spirit world are way too clever and intelligent and powerful for that. But I do believe that you might have caught and picked up on the imprint of that lady's fear at the moment of her passing or in the building up to her passing and her worry. So what you've done there is you've healed the energy of that space by allowing it to move on. But of course, we can disagree um, and that's absolutely fine. Another woman came to me as I was reclined on the sofa at home. She showed me long neck curtains slowly flapping in a living room as if there was a window open behind them and then out of the blue I had her vision and I was thrust forward towards the window and straight out of it. I had all the feelings of falling from height which I have to say was a very intense feeling and that intense I had to shout stop it that's too much I can't handle this sensation. Now on the funny side I was sat with my wife and kids and the room was quite relaxed but then I burst into stop stop lol which as you can imagine freaked everybody out. I have even been away with work and the dogs have been growling down the hallway constantly believe it or not this one time both dogs were growling and when my wife went to the end of the hallway which leads to the front door one of the dogs rolled towards my wife but there was nobody down the hall. She just said he is at work and not here. He is in the Pilbara, so if you want him, you will have to go to him. And that night I had my encounter with spirit. So um, I may have told you guys this story on the podcast before, but my sister came over once and we were watching something horror-based horror on the TV and her dog was barking into thin air in the corner of my room. And I said, whoever is there, please go away. You're creeping us out. We don't like it. And the energy went and the dog stopped barking. And then um, it was kind of worse because the dog stopped. So we were both like, well, that was evidential because the dog stopped. And then the next week I went to circle and my teacher said, why did you tell your grandmother to go away this week? So sometimes dogs can see things that we can't and they bark because dogs bark for all sorts of reasons. My dog barks when my parents come round because he's excited to see them. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it was bad. Lastly, my wife's friend house burnt down a few weeks back. I don't know her or her history. My wife helped out at the house and had some things with her when she returned home. Being nosy, I looked in a bag and I pulled out a small child's Spider-Man suit. As soon as I touched it, I could see a small child stood in a white shirt with a weird quiff type hairstyle. This was very strong, so I just said wow and explained to my wife what I saw. And she explained that the suit was her friend's son's favourite as a child and he has passed at a young age and he had shown himself to me as a child. He also showed me a small box, then a hallway, then a door on the left and a sharp right and something personal low down. 
I passed on the message to my wife and she told her friend. A week later, I was invited round to her friend's house. My friend's, my wife's friend asked me what I saw, to which I explained everything. She then said, wait there, and she went to get a box that had been recovered out of the hallway cupboard, which was on the left side. And it contained locks of hair, photos and personal things from childhood she had kept. She didn't even know it was there, which just made me think, wow, and it blew me away that I could get that within seconds of holding something. I find myself having trouble meditating now. I can't focus, and when I go to my secret place, it's faint and hard to maintain, but the spirit side feels different. It's like I have a voice in me that says, yes, but that's not real, when I'm totally into it and I love connecting spirit. I I love the feeling my guardians give me when they come, though. I've trouble connecting with my guardians. It just feels like everything to do with spirit has stopped and I'm really struggling with everything and I don't know what has changed. Now it's hard to get motivated to meditate and I hate that it's gone this way. Can you offer any assistance, John? Okay, John. So thank you for sharing all of your stories and your experiences. And that story about the box is just amazing. How comforting to that mum. Now, one of the things that I'm, because I'm a Capricorn, I'm very anally retentive. Woo, team, yay. Uh, Apologies if you are listening to this as a Capricorn, but you are probably anally retentive too. So I like things just right and labelled and in their boxes and where they should be. So the first thing I want to say to you is that when I teach mediumship, I teach that there are two different frequencies of energy to sit in when you're working mediumistically. So there is the spirit guide frequency, guardians as you call them, and there is the evidential frequency and they are different. And what I want you to know, John, is that you are in complete control of which frequency you sit in. So spirit are obviously coming through to you very strongly to show you that you have this ability, which is amazing. And there are people listening to this podcast that would kill for your ability, but don't let it put you off. So what I do, um, because I am very step orientated and I like it done in stages, is in my mind, I imagine one of the old style radios with the line and I turn my dial to whichever frequency I want to work in. So all you need to do, John, is turn your frequency to spirit guide or guardian frequency and just see that come up on the dial and then you will know where you're at. And then you'll be able to meditate and invite your guardians in and feel that love and feel that comfort and that safety. Um, Now, spirit, as I've said on this podcast, have only come through to me when I haven't asked them to um, twice. So what I want you to do is be really strong with your boundaries here, because if they're coming through in this way, there's part of you that is seeking it and opening up to it. Except I think probably with the child, because I think the child probably wanted to let their mum know that they were okay and wanted the box to be recovered, knew that they would be sad that they hadn't got that anymore. So that's quite important and great work that you did there for the spirit world. But the rest of the time, if I feel a presence coming in, I say, not now office hours are these, this is when I'm working, I'm not working right now. If um, I'm meditating, um, I am really good at being very, I'm I'm in a this frequency, I'm shut off to anything else, I am just working with my spirit guides right now and I think that that's okay to do. And this is really important for everybody so I'm really glad that you messaged because 
so many of us think that we need to be passive in our experience with the spirit world we need to just receive we need to just wait and see what they bring us and it's not like that at all it's about you taking control of spirit it's about you saying what you want and what you don't want it's about you being clear um and strong in in your choices and your decisions and not letting yourself doubt that and that is a massive lesson for you and they will always do as you ask unless there's some sort of higher purpose like the child with the box generally speaking they will always do as you ask spirit do not come and wake me up at night probably once a year I get someone that might let me know that they're there they might knock on a door or something and I'll go not now I'm sleeping and they'll come to me the next day but apart from that I I do not get interrupted I do not call that energy to me and you don't have to either so go back to finding your peace with it and you can even say to the spirit world things like I really don't like what's happening with my mediumship at the moment I just want to go back to that place with my spirit guides so I'm shutting down from all communicators that are not guardians at this time you'll have to find somebody else to do the work and I'll let you know when I'm ready and they will follow that John so I really want to empower you to be strong in what you want and you choose how you experience your mediumship and that I think will really help you I hope it does anyway but it sounds like you've got a wonderful gift and a really immersive gift where you're really experiencing it so strongly and you will learn to manage that and you will learn to put limits in it and they're showing me now like the gears of a car you have to remember that you are the one that decides which gear you're in you decide how much you put your foot on the accelerator you are in charge so at any time if you want to slow it down or stop you can do that you can apply the brakes and that's okay the spirit world will not judge you or be upset for you or anything like that so I hope that helps and I hope that you can find your way back to a place of love and peace with your guardians and then you'll be able to just enjoy your mediumship a bit more which would be really really lovely and again if this hasn't helped or hasn't made sense uh, please do email podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk and I will take it further but in the meantime um, I wish you lots of love and luck on your journey So there we go, three listener questions and I've still got an inbox full to get through. I haven't forgotten you and um, I will catch up with you all again soon. Thank you very much. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.